Hi, do you want to go to a party with me? No, the game's on. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey, golf. The game is starting. Everyone is here. I got my snacks, my friends, and a beer. Just two normal guys hanging out, having fun. Right, guy number two? Yeah, guy number one. E to the S to the P to the N is all I watch cause I'm the man. If my team loses, I'll be mean all night. If you tell me to relax, we'll get in a fight. We like sports and we don't care who knows. We like sports and we don't care who knows. We like sports and we don't care who knows. We like sports and we don't care who knows. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Welcome to the We Like Sports Podcast. Tonight, Kyle and I are probably going to talk about the NBA for about 30 seconds, and then we are going to get to college football before we do. Kyle, what's going on? Sports. So, we have to talk NBA. We have to at least acknowledge it. What are your thoughts on Game 5? Man, that was a great game. It really was. It had everything. It had, obviously, Durant trying to play through an injury. It had Kawhi going crazy in the fourth quarter. It had Kevin Durant's, like, monumental injury. Like, what player can you remember at the absolute peak of how good they've been in the playoffs, in the finals, goes down with an injury that could literally change the rest of his career? It's insane. And then Golden State goes on that big run. They blow it. Toronto takes the lead. They're up with... Three minutes left, and you think, well, this game's over. Toronto just won the finals. Holy shit. And then they just don't do anything, basically, the rest of the game. And then Boogie tries to give it away at the end. It had, it was amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I thought it was pretty awesome that Kyle Lowry and Boogie both played the worst game I've ever seen and then had moments where they were the best players on the floor. You know, it's like that up and down of you're either going to be awesome or you're going to suck. There felt like there was no in-between. And you look at the runs that the Warriors had to start the game, and then you see the run at you know Kawhi in the fourth quarter, and then the run at the end where Toronto couldn't do anything. It was just up and down the whole game. So it was. From an entertaining standpoint, it was, right? Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it was everything you would want out of an NBA Finals game and more. Obviously, you know, an injury like that sucks to see, but like when Boogie Boogie came in immediately after Durant got hurt, they had benched him. He wasn't playing at all. He was sitting on the bench looking pissed off, and then next thing you know, they were like, oh, by the way, we need you for 20 minutes tonight. And he played really well until those really bizarrely dumb things in the last minute and a half. So there was something that happened last night that was very on the We Like Sports brand. Um, so Kevin Durant goes down, everybody saw it, and, you know, I would say about half of the arena starts cheering, and, you know, your first reaction as a fan is, oh my gosh, we're going to win, this is better for us, it's almost a compliment to Durant to show how good he is, but then (laughs) as Durant starts limping, the fans chant loud, cheer louder, um, have you ever been in a situation that maybe comes to mind where you actually did that, where you cheered when, uh, you know, somebody got hurt? Maybe if you weren't at the game, but maybe, like, you were watching on TV. Does anything come to mind? No, I'm a good person. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we, for- were watching that, we were watching that game together when that happened, when JT Barrett broke his leg. 
That was. I, thought, I mean, I didn't. I felt bad for him. Obviously, as a kid, right? I mean, he's what is he? Twenty, twenty-one. But I was like, oh my god. Either, you know, this is it for them, and they have no chance of even making the playoff, let alone where they went. And I don't think there was enough time left in the game that Michigan could have done anything. But that's that's the most recent one for sure. Yeah, and to your point, it's a little bit different because I think we were up a touchdown. I guess the game was still close because we scored with Cardell at, at late. But right. I guess that does come to mind. Um, the one for me was the 2002 National Championship game when Willis McGahee got drilled by Will Allen. And I'm sitting there as a 12-year-old and cheering. I didn't realize how bad it was. And then they showed the replay, and I remember, like, I was the only one cheering. I was like, we need everything we can for this game. But then uh, injury karma got me when, four years later, Roy Hall broke Ted Ginn's leg, so or ankle. So I guess there is injury karma, but it felt very on-brand for We Like Sports. So Yeah, uh, and then I would just say, you know, any point in their careers after the incident happened that either Steven Jackson or Ron Artest or Jermaine O'Neal got hurt, I didn't feel bad about it. <laughs> I felt I felt okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you're not cheering, but if you're not really empathizing or having any sympathy, then that's okay, too. Yeah. So, all right, well, game six and seven, I, I really feel like this will go seven. That will be a toss-up. We'll break that down later. This is a college football podcast, so we will give you college football. Um, Kyle, you had an interesting week on Reddit, if you would want to take the lead on this. Yeah, I mean, it's off-season time on Reddit, so there's a lot of good discussion and content and questions that are asked. So I took to Reddit to try and grow the brand here uh, and just get into some fun, and I said, uh, you know, if tomorrow FBS football was gone, you know, Thanos snaps his fingers or whatever you want to say. FBS is gone. Who do you cheer for now? How do you make that choice? Do you pick the closest school and just say, well, that's what I'm going with? Is it an alma mater you went to that was not FBS? Um, do you pick a D2 or D3 school? Just recruiting matter? Is it about mascots? Basically, what's the point? Or, you know, what's the deciding factor for you? Why are you cheering for this new team? Uh, now that FBS football is just obliterated. Uh, got some good responses. You know, it was well-received by the fellow uh, college football community on Reddit. Yeah, and so I went through them all. There were like 200 replies. It was great, great marketing. Um, yeah, so the first one that I saw, which was the first reply that came in, it only took a minute or two. I, I mean, that started the whole thing off for me, and I thought it was amazing. So on, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Reddit, on Reddit you can pick flair that is associated with your account when you post. So it'll say whatever school or team or thing you're associated with next to your name. So that's how you can track who is a fan of what. The first one that came in had West Virginia flair, and his answer was just Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel so like I don't know if that's like he kind of is okay with Marshall because they're the smaller school in West Virginia and he would just cheer for them, even though it broke the rules of what I asked, or if it was just being straight disrespectful and saying that Marshall is not a Power 5 team, therefore, in their mind, they're FCS, so that's who they'll pick. And the responses to that were the same. They were like, yeah, that's a good answer, or they were like, 
they're FBS. You know, there was a lot of people like that. So some of the ones that stood out to me, um, there was a lot of Richmond and James Madison. I, I felt like those two schools were all over the place. Um, and then you had a lot of Ohio fans doing Mount Union and a lot of people out west doing North Dakota. Um, there was a, um, somebody said, this is from Psych Out. He said, Presbyterian, it's where my sister goes to school and they need all the fans they can get. And then I actually looked up Presbyterian. They went 2-10 and 10 last year. They lost to Campbell 34 to 6. They lost to Charleston 41 to 7. Lost to Kennesaw 56 nothing and got shut out by Austin P 24 nothing. So honestly, this Reddit was a lot of fun to research schools that I had no idea. Yeah, it was great. I mean, you have people coming out of the woodwork picking all sorts of different schools. And I think Richmond and James Madison are easy for anybody out this way because of how much success James Madison has had. And Richmond, and then, you know, Richmond is the Spiders, which is a really unique mascot. Uh, it's, it's the same thing out west with North Dakota State. They're obviously a really, really successful team. Uh, there was a good... From there, it was... I mean, there was someone a, said hockey. Yeah, Pikachu 1989, who's from Nebraska, he just went on this whole thing about the avalanche and how they're approving in hockey, and there was a lot of debating on how the avalanche will be <laughs> moving forward. And then there was someone else distorted said Tokyo tech. And I actually looked them up. They're legitimately a Japanese college football team. There you um, go. Going, taking this thing international <laughs> salad bar debates between UC Davis and Cal Poly. That was a good debate. People went back and forth on that. Yeah, that was a good one. Here's a guy who claims he's from Washington Courthouse in Ohio, and his flares are Kentucky and Mount Union. So clearly Kentucky basketball and Mount Union football for this guy. <laughs> uh, I've been to Washington Courthouse. There's uh, not much going on there. Uh, I don't even he, know where that is. It's south of Columbus in the middle of nowhere. We actually drove through it, Kyle, on the way to West Virginia, so you don't even remember. Um I thought this one was good. TK House, who's from South Carolina, a Gamecock fan, said he'd probably just cheer for Delaware. And then Canadian Idiot replies, oh, sticking with the chickens. I thought that was pretty yep, good. Sticking with the chickens. Um, you know what was really interesting to me was that most of the fans who are associated with SEC schools just said, nah, I'm good. No sports for me. Or I hope I die when the when FBS football gets wiped out because I can't cheer for anyone else. <laughs> And it guess just really, really means more. It's true. It, it was Alabama and Auburn. I wrote this down. Both, both Alabama and Auburn fans said they would watch other sports of Alabama and Auburn. They will not, they refuse. They would rather die than cheer for another college football team other than theirs. Yep. Uh, or just not have to buy new shirts or whatever, you know? Fire Van Gorder, obviously Notre Dame, said he'd probably just end it all and watch Notre Dame in the afterlife. I thought that was, a, that was good. He just would end his life. He, he's what about friend. the guy who responded and said Youngstown State, of course, but his flair is Michigan? I don't know. Sir, are you okay? <laughs> Didn't you want Pelini there before you got Harbaugh? That's true, but it's Youngstown, man. Uh, an Alabama and Penn State fan argued about how the NBA is boring because of all the ISO ball. Yeah, I mean, some of these, <laughs> some of these discussions went off the rails in a hurry. 
There was a so the the school Mercer is in Macon, Georgia, and there was a discussion about the city of Macon and where the nice apartments are in down the downtown area. Um, I thought that was good. Um, the LeBaron LeBaron's LeBaron said, "Let's go, Jacks," and he was Northern Arizona. Which finally we found a team that we're going to be doing. So it was a good good question. Um, I feel like if anybody ever wants to tweet us one that we'd want to post, I'd be down for that. Um, it, it yeah, just we'll made, see who tweets it to us. <laughs> I feel like it was like the Reddit really gave me a good insight of like what America is like when you have the South, the Midwest, or the West Coast. Um, just like, of course, an Alabama fan thinks the NBA is ISO ball and boring. Like, of course they do. <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, and of course they would not cheer for anyone other than – Alabama. Yeah. Um, all right. So, moving to our next segment. So, last week, I gave you a team, or I guess it was two weeks ago, that I gave you a team, South Alabama, that I'm trying to find you a new team. You're broken right now. You need you need a new uh, team to cheer for. And so, I was thinking about the play Death of a Salesman by Arthur Miller, And basically, he's this older salesman who has a lot of external issues in his life, a lot of family problems, and then this impacts him internally. And so I was thinking that you're really hurt by the external factors of Michigan football. You're really turning on the Michigan fans and their families, and it's causing you a lot of internal drama. So I think this segment needs to be called Death of a Michigan Man. I, I really feel like this portrays your life right now, and so that's what we're going to roll with, Death of a Michigan fan. So here we go. Um, I got your team. I hope you're ready for this. Are you sitting down? Yes. So this is week t- week two of you trying to find me a new team, and then at the end I'll look at all the teams and I'll decide who I'm going to cheer for. That's how this is going to go, right? And I'm going to promote this school. I'm not giving you both sides of the of it. I'm just going to give you the good stuff, all right? So here we go. Northern Illinois. In 2010, they went 11 and 3. They beat Minnesota and won the Humanitarian Bowl, but they also beat Eastern Michigan 71 to 3. In 2011, they beat Toledo 63 to 60. So those are back-to-back seasons where they scored 71 and 63. Something Michigan can't do. So you at least enjoy the games that you're there. No, they did that against Illinois once. Nah, that doesn't that doesn't fit my agenda. All right, uh, 2012, they flew the flag and beat Kansas. They scored 35 points, ten times or more that season. In 2013, they won at Iowa and won at Purdue. Now, Kyle, you don't get to say that you're better at Ohio State with things very often. So here's an example where you are better. Uh, in 2014, you won five games within ten points. Michigan likes to lose a lot of games that are close. Your team now would be winning them. Um, in 2015, Northern Illinois only lost to Ohio State by seven at the shoe. Michigan has not done that in a couple of years, so there you go. In 2016, you went five and seven, okay, so not a good season for Northern Illinois, but they did beat Kent State on 11-25, which is Rob's birthday, and you don't usually win on that day, so that's a good sign for you. 2018, you had a moon game. You beat BYU 7-6. to six. You love moon games. You love to support them. So I feel like Northern Illinois and their history have been proven to, to win a lot of games, to score a lot of points. 
they beat Big Ten teams and they play Ohio State better than Michigan does. Northern Illinois is on a six bowl game losing streak. Uh, Michigan hasn't done very well in the bowls, but Northern Illinois has been to the MAC championship game seven of the last nine times. So Kyle, Michigan's not making it to their conference championship game, but Northern Illinois is. Okay. Now, notable alumni from Northern Illinois. Mark Emmert, who's the president, who's the president of the NCAA. Sorry, I guess Walter likes the Huskies also. Um, but I would say that also PJ Fleck goes there or he went there. A lot of times, if you remember, it's well documented that P.J. Fleck was on the team that beat Alabama uh, in 2003. Do you, uh, do you know anything about that 2003 NIU team? As far as? Like, just who they beat that year. <clears throat> no. They beat number 15, Maryland. They beat number 21, Alabama. And they beat 24, Iowa State, 24 to 16. Okay. And then they lost to BG on game day on 9:20. So just something a little bit full circle for you. Um, the last thing I'll say about Northern Illinois was the director uh, of Back to the Future was named Robert Zemeckis, and he went to Northern Illinois. And I just feel like as a Michigan fan, they love to live in the past. So you know, at least Northern Illinois cares about the future. So that's my case for Northern Illinois. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, one, they're just outside Chicago, which I hate. Uh, <laughs> two, that loss in 2003 was against Urban Meyer. No, it was I not. Hate. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, wrong year. Urban was gone the year before. But all of Urban murders, I mean, players were on that team, though. At BG. Yes. When they came for game day, Urban wasn't the coach. No, he wasn't. Wow, didn't know that. Okay. So, Chicago, over it. Uh, I don't know. There was something else, but I can't remember now. Oh, yeah, Back to the Future. Never seen it. Don't care. <laughs> wow. You've never seen Back to the Future. Okay. Nah. It's not sports nah. enough for you, I guess, the sports gambling and stuff. No, it's just it's just not. So, uh, yeah. I don't let me know. let me sell feel... you let me sell you on one more thing. So, Northern Illinois' uh, upcoming schedules. All right, let me see if okay. I can sell you on this. All right, 2019, they're at Utah and at Vanderbilt. Okay, so you can go to Salt Lake and Nashville. That's those are fun places. In 2020, they play at Maryland, which obviously is going to be a blast to beat Maxwell on his home field. Um, 2021, they're at Michigan, which could be an awesome homecoming game where you can wear red and black and beat Michigan. You know, Brady Hoke used to like to wear red and black, so good homecoming. 2024, you're at Notre Dame. And then 2025, Maryland is such a, a, a major school in the Big Ten. They come at NIU in 2025. Okay. So you got some fun games coming up. Yeah, I don't know. I've just always really disliked them, so this is going to be hard for me. I'll have to take some time and think about it. I didn't know where they were located, so I guess outside of Chicago is not. Uh, yeah, they're in DeKalb, DeKalb, DeKalb. I don't know how the hell you say it. Some weird, some weird city just west of Chicago. So, yeah, I mean that's a good case for them, right? They're, they've been 
pretty successful. Uh, they're in the Mac, so I can watch them during the week occasionally. This was Lee Corso's last team that he ever coached. In 1984, if you look it up, Lee Corso's last season ever coaching 4-6-1 and one with Northern Illinois. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Did you know uh, Jerry Hill coached here from 2008-2010? No. Did he eat ice cream sandwiches then, too? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the last year, last year, though, they were all defensive, weren't they, with Sutton Smith? Or two years uh, ago, whenever that dude was there? I think that was two years ago. I mean, last year was that game where they honestly should have beat... Did they beat Buffalo last year? I don't know. I can't remember. That was a really ugly game. I think Buffalo won. But I don't yeah, know. Not, not a bad choice. So we're we're hitting up the directional schools pretty hard here. I just feel like they were a good combination of scoring a lot, making it to their conference game, and... I don't know, like winning more games than what you're used to. So I feel like it hit all the checks. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to go opposite of what you're going through right now. Yeah, I mean that's not bad. They're projected to be seven and five this year. <laughs> hey, that's lower than your eight and five usually or eight and four. Right. Yeah, I mean they they couldn't throw the ball for shit last year. They were all about running the ball. They had basically no exp- – the only team that was less explosive than them on offense in the MAC last year was Central Michigan, and they went 1-11 and 11 or something. And they're going to go 0-12 next year, so I guess it'll yeah. matter. So last year – yeah, last year they were all about defense. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. This might be a thing where I kind of have to look at all these teams once we decide who the full list is and really sit down and, and take some time and decide. But it's not a bad option. I do. I am a little concerned about who's their coach. Is it Carney? Is that his name? No, he is gone. It is. I just had his name here. Where did Carney go? I, he's been there for a while. Rod Carey. 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 I'm sorry. Slur. Uh, he's at Temple. Whoa. I I know. Remember, I need to start. Remember Temple hired a coach, then got rid of him, and then now they hired Rod Carey. Their coach <laughs> at uh, Northern Illinois, I think his last name's Hammock. Oh, they're gonna suck now. If they're if they they're, I will say that that is my concern when I looked at Bill Connolly's thing on Northern Illinois. He has them trending downwards. Um, obviously, if you think about their 2012 and 2011 team with Lynch, I mean they were amazing. That's going to be one of the best teams in MAC history to me when they went and played Florida State in the um, Peach Bowl, I believe. Right. Uh, yeah. Here you go. Final S and P rankings for them. Offensively, one seventeen. <laughs> Defensively, twenty three. So. Ooh. Okay. They were all about that defense last year. But here's one quick thing this year. Uh, they open the year home to Illinois State, and then they go on the road to Utah, Nebraska, and Vandy. Three straight weeks. I love that they're not afraid to play teams. You know, when got to get on- paid, man. I'll be honest. When Ohio State played them uh, in 2015, I was scared to death. You know, they were good that year. We lost by seven, or we won by seven points, but they had a chance to drive down at the end of the game to tie that game. So, and they've won those games. They beat Nebraska in 2017. You look at the last ten years; they have five Big Ten wins and, and a Kansas win. So, I don't know. Not 
it's not something they shy away from, you know? Man, is this going to be great when they beat Nebraska and then Nebraska beats Ohio State? Yeah, and then we'll be able to say that you are finally better than me. I'll have a transitive win. <laughs> Love transitive wins. Uh, you need to do something with that on Reddit. What's going to be the best transitive win? Yeah, you can talk best about, transitive win. Like, yeah. James Madison's going to lose to Campbell, and then Campbell will beat Auburn or, you know, somebody like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, not a bad choice, though. I like adding it to the list. It's a good one. Another now, feel, thing feel, free, with- feel free to pick P5 teams, too. These don't have to just be G5 teams. Yeah, I'm working my way through. I feel like I... My thought process is what conference would represent a good team that would, you know, that could take shape. And so I just went through the MAC and, and, uh, with Alabama, South Alabama also. But yeah, I'll, I'll be branching out. But one thing I did want to talk about, um, Terry Bowden was in the news today or yesterday. Big T. <laughs> um, he is. Decided at the age of 63 that he wants to go get his master's in athletic leadership. So maybe he should have considered that like 30 years ago. Just based on his coaching history. Not sure if that makes sense, but you were just at Akron, bro. So, so, uh, if you want to get athletic leadership, you can, uh, pursue your master's at Clemson, and while he's doing this, he will be helping out with the football team as an unpaid graduate intern uh, during that time. I want him to get treated like an actual unpaid grad, you know, assistantship or internship. Oh, yeah, he's filling like, up the waters and yeah, like, calling he's the getting tape the pads ready. Yeah, like he, he's filling up the water. He's, he's running to see if co- uh, other coaches need their coffee, like – I want him to actually be respected like that and not as Terry Bowden. Can we get someone to film this? <laughs> you know, I'm already ready, Kyle, for the college game day piece where Clemson's playing somebody and they interview Bowden and they're saying uh, he's like this X factor. It's like, no, Clemson's really good. How about that? Yeah, that's about all you need to know. They're really good. The end. Well, and I thought that Bowden had to only take an un- t- uh, unpaid internship because there's no money left. They pay- gave it all to Dabo. Or Osama bin Dabo, as he called himself this week. <laughs> Nobody said a word. Nobody said a word about that. <laughs> what if he that were you? Pa- pa- he gets a free pass. Like when you win, when America was- doesn't care. God, it was so annoying. I go back and forth on that guy because he's not as bad as Saban, but I still can't stand him. You know, the only time I really didn't like Dabo is obviously I can't beat him, so I'm still upset. But he literally is still on the bandwagon of we shouldn't pay athletes. You know, the minute they start getting paid, I got to go to the NFL because I can't do it anymore. Dude's making $9 million a year to coach a good team. $9 million. Well, that's a way to cover up for dropping bags. <laughs> yeah, uh, if anybody's seen Xavier Lee's uh, 2017 Ford Explorer that's in Clemson Orange, you can please contact the Clemson officials. Did you see that? Sure did. Uh, I'm looking at the Clemson ri- uh, bio on Bowden, 
and it's just talking about all the places he's been, but they don't show anything about records. <laughs> they don't. They don't show that information. That's the old hashtag experience. <laughs> Man, like, what? What is he gonna do there? That's a waste of time. Honestly, what is he gonna do there, though? No, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking. What What does a 60 year old intern do? Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, there's a list that I wanted to also bring up that Athlean Sports has brought up as the here are the top five worst quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in college football. Are you ready? Well, hold on. This goes. This contradicts what I'm doing. Oh, sorry. Go go ahead. I didn't see. I didn't even click on your link. I don't read your text. <clears throat> yeah. So my link is it ranks all of the starting quarterbacks. In college football from 1 to 130. So I was going to ask you some questions about this and quiz you, but did you already read the list of the worst five? I only saw the first two. I, that's all I saw. I just saw two of the worst. That was it. So was it Rice and UMass? Uh, no, I did not see that one. So who did you see? Let's I saw U- there. UConn and Ohio University. Miami of Ohio. They're on there? It's not Ohio University because that's Nathan Rourke and that ain't him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, it, so it, yeah, yeah, it is Miami. Ohio, right. right. So next on the list at one twenty-eight, uh, you want to guess? Okay. So I'm assuming that these the quarterbacks at the bottom of this list are G five schools. Uh, yeah. For the yeah, at the very bottom, yes, but not too far behind are a few P fives. Okay, so let's start. I I would like to actually guess the P five schools. If All right, good. I, I just want you to give me one guess at one twenty eight, and then I'll tell you. Then we'll move on. Okay, and this is a P five or G five. This is a G five school, third worst quarterback in America. Well, I know BG lost their quarterback to West Virginia. And so I don't know who BG's quarterback is, but he can't be better than that kid. Um, is it BG's quarterback? It is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> His name is Grant Loy. <laughs> Does he work at the like he's in the office to me like with yeah I don't know it says he's connected on sixteen of twenty eight passes for three hundred and forty one yards and two scores. And rushed for 215 yards and two touchdowns over the last two years. So not bad okay. for someone who probably played sparingly. So uh, you really stuck me with a shitty quarterback from South Alabama because they're 123 right now. And his, <laughs> name is, his name is Cephas. <laughs> Cephas yes. Johnson. Oh, who, I'll get you a jersey. Get, who get was, Kyle a jersey. He was 7 for 19 with 120 yards last year. <laughs> But well, they have a JUCO, they have a JUCO kid in right now named Tylen Morton, and I think he's going to win the job. Oh, speaking of dropping bags, there you go. Yes, sir. All right. So moving on, the first P five school comes in at number one hundred and sixteen. <laughs> oh my gosh! So there's P five quarterbacks at one sixteen, one fifteen, and one fourteen on this list. Can you guess them? Okay. So. I I would have to imagine ACC. You don't have to give me the names. You can just no. Give me the I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, I know the ACC is really, really rough. Is Georgia Tech's quarterback on there? 
He is number 114, Tobias Oliver, which is a bit unfair as he was brought in to be a triple option quarterback, and now they're switching over and trying to run the spread. Yeah, I feel like it so. should be based on efficiency, but okay. Um, I mean, they, right. they, look, it sounds like they take a lot of things into account here. So they're just saying at this point he's going to play like one of the worst quarterbacks in the country because they're going to ask him to do something completely the opposite of what he was brought in to do. I'd have to imagine. I'd have to imagine like Rutgers quarterback's got to be on there. Rutgers quarterback. Oh, he's is, not at the one sixteen. He is one oh six. Arthur ah. Sitkowski. I just remember them last year, and that was the worst team I've ever seen. So, yeah, I'll give you a few more guesses, and then I'll start. All right. The um, can you at least? Is the conference going to give it away? Was I close yes. in the ACC? Oh, it will. That was the only ACC quarterback in this group. I will say. Ah, that. Interesting. Okay. Um, <sighs> I must said. I must said Tennessee's quarterback. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, based on what we saw him do, he should be down here. I know. I know. Uh, who else? Who else do you think? Uh, or who else is on the list? You're not guessing. You're out. Um, can you? You can't give me the conference at all. No. Nah. Um, is it Oregon State? Nope. Who is it? Uh, one sixteen is Kansas. Thomas oh, McVitie says he's from Ohio, so of course he sucks. <laughs> well, I he thought they started started his career at Pitt. Only played three games on special teams as a redshirt freshman. Transferred to Mesa Community College in 2018, and is now ranked as the number three JUCO quarterback. Uh, and is the front runner to start for the Jayhawks this fall. See, I disagree with that because they're not projecting him with the guru Les Miles. And so you're not quarterback projecting whisperer. him. Yeah, the quarterback whisperer from LSU. So uh, I disagree with that pick. Yeah, it's way off here. All right, next, 115, Isaiah Williams, quarterback, Illinois. Ah oh, man, I was gonna say Illinois actually, but I didn't. I I thought they had a couple games where they played well, like against Penn State or they did. Against However, State, their but. projected starter left as a, as a transfer after spring practice. <laughs> Just walked. Got up and they're, left. They're openly looking for a grad transfer quarterback to add some depth. <laughs> uh, if they don't, then it's three freshmen and or two other freshmen and this Williams kid. So. Three freshmen start, uh, competing for the job at Illinois. I can't wait to break Illinois football down this summer. It's going to be really, really, really bad. Can we go to the other end of the list? Can we go to the top? Yeah, I just want to give you a few names real quick as oh, okay. we go through this. Uh, yeah. 103, Liberty. Their quarterback's <laughs> name is Buckshot Calvert. Hey, what do you think about... Um, uh, Hugh Freeze dropping the training day gifts. Are are we uncomfortable with that after his transformation of life? I feel like he's still telling us that he still lives his life that way, <laughs> but he's trying to spin it in a positive fashion. It really made me uncomfortable thinking that he's doing training day gifts after uh, we've had to listen to his soapbox here. Yeah, it was a real weird thing to do. Uh, 101, by the way, is Wisconsin. Nice. I don't know who this guy is. Jack Cohn? Cohen? He's going to um, – he plays at Ohio State this year, and Michigan plays at Wisconsin, I guess. Never mind. Yeah. Um, some other highlights. 
Boy, Louisville, 93, Juwan Pass. So, okay, <laughs> remember when I was high on Juwan Pass last year? <laughs> that was one of your best takes of all time, I think. I think I think Juwan Pass and being high on him plus my Arizona stuff, I think are the two greatest uh, memories of this podcast for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Dude, Louisville is supposed to be real bad. If you look at Bill Connolly's projections... Can they get got, worse? Like, you might have to... I mean, who? I don't know their coach. Who's their coach? Is it Petrino still? No way. No, it's Scott Satterfield from App State. Come on. Oh, come on. I don't. I haven't studied these teams. You know, I don't do that nah, yet. You suck. <laughs> I've seen Back to the Future. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. All right, give All me right. more. Let's uh, let's keep moving our way up the list. Mm, trying to find someone relevant for us to talk about. Oh, here we go. UCLA at 50. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the guy that Michigan recruited out of whatever that high school is in Vegas. Bishop Gorman. Where Tafe and Martell also went, I believe. <laughs> so I thought and he was going to be a lot better than what he showed last which year. Which one? Oh, I don't know if Tate Martell's going to win the starting job. Well, Dorian Thompson-Robinson was a five-star in high school and hadn't played one down. So, there's that. Oh, wow. How about this name? SMU, Shane Bichelle, 47. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I did not know he was there, nor did I know he was wow. there in college. Well, All right. there was him. a minute there. There was a minute there where we thought he was the best quarterback in Texas. Yeah. Uh, he is so fast. He is. 45, Brady White, Memphis. He's a good QB. 45? I know. It's kind of low. Whoever Northwestern's bum quarterback is is above him <laughs> and Indiana's. <laughs> I, I disagree so much with Brady White. I think he's a top ten quarterback in college football. In college football? Yeah. Oh, my God. Come on. He's so good, Kyle. I can't believe oh, he's man. coming back. This makes me happy, though. Brian Lewerke at 37. Ugh. <laughs> He's I'm, gonna just gonna, be, I'm just going to think about that for a second. You know, I play them at night again because at home. That should be 73, not 37. After all last offseason, all I had to hear was that he was a Heisman Dark Horse candidate and then had like 1,500 yards last year because he blows. Uh, let's see. Jarrett Guarantano from Tennessee's 35. I wanted to say him for later, but I can't. I would have slurred his name, so I didn't. I'm going to throw out some people that are ranked just ahead of him. Okay. Uh, 33, Kelvin Hopkins, Army. Oh, <laughs> they put an Army quarterback above him. <laughs> 32, Cole McDonald, Hawaii. He's, he could air it out. I know. 31, Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. All ranked ahead of him. Joe Burrow's ranked ahead of him. Where's Joe Burrow? Uh, like top 25? 28. Yeah, that's about right. 25 starts with Syracuse. All right. Hey, Ohio. work your way, work your way to the top ten. Let's do, let's do the top ten real quick. Just All right, you want to guess? You want to guess the highest ranked uh, non P five quarterback? Mm. I would it imagine is, that I would imagine that number number ten. I'd imagine that it has to be somebody that maybe transferred, right? Like a Austin Kendall or someone like that who maybe was at Oklahoma non-P5. and transferred. Non P five. Austin Kendall's at West Virginia, my friend. Oh, I thought he transferred out again. Never mind. Um, all right, who is it? I don't know. 
Derek King from Houston. Oh, he's been there nine years. I know. He's at 10. Mason Fine, my guy, is at 11. And Jordan Love from Utah State's at 12. So those are the highest ranked uh, P or G5 quarterbacks. All those guys are legit. Yep. Do you want to guess anymore? Or you want me to just start rattling these off? I want you to rattle them off from 10 down, and I'll see you, and I'll cut in. All right, Derek King, 10 for Houston, dual threat guy. God, I don't agree with this one at all. I think it has a lot more to do with the coach than the quarterback, but number nine, Adrian Martinez at Nebraska. Wow. Wow. That is a system pick if I've ever seen Wow. So, look, Ohio State did not play well against Nebraska. I get it. But, man, I saw him against Michigan. Did they score three points that whole game? I don't know. They only scored nine against Michigan State and beat them. I disagree with that. All right, keep going. Your boy Khalil Tate's at 17, by the way. <laughs> I didn't know he was still in college. <laughs> he's not. A, I don't think he's at Arizona, is he? Yeah. Well, he looked to transfer out, and I think they might have convinced him to stay because he, he applied to transfer, and I don't think he did. Man, they made him throw a lot last year. That was so weird. <laughs> They're winning 10 games. All right. Number eight, Justin Fields. I have no comment. Nothing. I feel like I feel like it's going to be a Kyrie Irving Celtics situation. I'm either going to love Justin Fields and call him the savior, or I'm going to be ready to drive him to the airport. I'm worried. I don't agree with much of this top ten. Uh, number seven, which is wildly inaccurate. Shea Patterson. Wait, wait. So okay, Kyle. Let's let's stop for a second. So Shea Patterson and Fields, they're right there in the top ten. If if Ohio State had Mason Fine or King, what's our record this year? Like, is our record better or worse with those guys? That's what I mean. I feel like, like, if, if Ohio State had King from Houston, I feel like we would be a top four team this year. He but with can't Field, throw, though. I don't know if Fields can. That's the thing. I don't know. All right. So, Patterson, seven, you said? God, that's such an overrating nonsense bullshit. He's not good. Watch him all the, year. He's on the cover of the Phil Steel magazine. He can't make a deep ball throw. He throw, underthrows every single guy. He's a single read quarterback. Come on. All right, keep going. Number six, Jalen Hurts. He's fine. I I, I think he's good. But he's okay. I, he's like I'm a not, top he's a top seventeen dude. He's kind of a guy who's cool and collected, who's gonna run your offense, but I don't know if he's gonna be like Kyler Murray good at Oklahoma. No, again, system. All right, this is where it starts to get interesting because I think all these guys are are really good quarterbacks. Number five, Justin Herbert, Oregon. Good. Could be projected as a number one pick. You never know. Uh, Number four, Jake Fromm, Georgia. Man. I mean... Again, he's kind of like Jalen Hurts to me. Cool and collected, going to make the right throw, going to live to punt, a really good player's coach, or a coach who's, like, on the field as a player. I, I mean, he's good. I, I just – I don't know he, if he's – f- He was at 65% completion last year. Well, everything's all play action, though. I mean, that's fine. So is – so is uh, – what's his name? Jared Goff, and they made the Super Bowl, so – <laughs> How'd that work out? Just saying. Uh, three, Sam Ellinger, Texas. 
There's some Heisman stuff there, by the way. If Texas, uh, if Texas has 10 or 11 wins, maybe wins the Big 12, he's going to have 1,000 yards rushing. He'll have 2,000 yards passing. He'll have 50 touchdowns. There is a Heisman case for him. 50 touchdowns is asking a hell of a lot. You don't think he'll run for 12? Adam, he threw for 11 last year. He, he runs all the time, though. And you don't think that they're going to air it out more this year? With oh, him? sorry, he ran. He threw for twenty-five last year, not eleven. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, he had what forty-one last year? Maybe he only had four hundred yards on the ground, though. And no, I thought Texas he had more. Has, and Texas has not projected to win anywhere near ten games. Just an FYI. <laughs> Come on, let me hype things up in June. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we know who the top two are, right? It's pretty obvious. Lawrence is number one, though, right? Nope. Wow, that's a stupid-ass list. I'm sorry. Incredible!